Welcome back to another episode of the Track Limits Podcast. We're joined by Mikey and Fevin, and we're here at Crater Club Studios, and Japan Grand Prix just finished, and we have a new constructor, or back-to-back. Yes. Red they Bull. They did well. They had an amazing year, which we're going to unpack, but before we do, let's run down the top 10. In P9 and P10, we have the Alpine duo of Gasly and Ocon, and in P8, we have Alonso, P7, Russell, P6, Sainz, P5, Hamilton. We'll unpack that battle. Uh, we have P4, Charles, another great performance mm-hmm. by him. And the podium finishers, the McLaren duos. Let's Round of go. applause. Piastri yes. with his first podium as a rookie. When was the last time we've seen someone pull that kind of strength? But we'll unpack also mm-hmm. that. And the Norris and no other than Max Verstappen. Another great da, win da, by da, him. Da, da. Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> But what did you guys think about the race, Mikey? It was great. Like, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Max, again, I think you called it. You said last week you wanted him to get a 15-second lead. Or he'd win by 15 seconds. No. You couldn't have called that any better. Wow. That uh, was only half a promise, though. I expected Checo on P2, which <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he ended that up. That was... Never mind. Yeah. Um, no, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great track. A lot of overtakes between the front, the mid. A lot of crashes or uh, chaos, chaos at the start, which yeah. then spiced it up. But like, think about the pit stops, two stops, three stops. There was a lot of different mm. strategies. It was kind of hard to keep up with it when you didn't see the the how many pit stops they yeah. take. And you're like, whoa, what's going what's on? What's going on? Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a very action packed. It wasn't one where you're like, oh, they're cruising now for the next 20 laps or I'll check back in. I'll go on my <laughs> phone. It was very much there was so much going on both at the at the front of the race, um, sorry, the front, <laughs> the, first little, yeah. the first five laps, the first five laps, the first turn, really, yeah. actually. No, there's just a lot of um, action mm. at, throughout the entire race to the last, uh, the last lap, even mm. with um, signs and um, Lewis going kind of toe to toe. So it was very entertaining. Um, not. What I, I was hoping for a McLaren first, obviously. Oh. <laughs> you know, Lando, Lando's got the record now. I think he, he pipped Charles to it that he's got the most second places without a podium. Yeah, or the most points. Sorry, the, yeah, most, the, most, the most points. points yeah. The most points, yeah. Yeah, I think he beat Hulkenberg, which is yeah. yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I would say the race for me was a bit lackluster in a mm-hmm. way. I thought... First, we knew what Max was pulling straight from FP1 yeah. from the first mm. minute. He came in and he's like, let me remind you who I am. Yeah, it was a revenge pass. Like, he was tour. like, you, he was thought, on it. you thought I was sleeping last yeah. week? <laughs> you thought wrong. Yeah, yeah. And he even said in the, I think, post-conference interview, he's like, you, you can all eat an egg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did say that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, remember that. And that was after Quali. Yeah. Yeah. Right after Quali. <laughs> I'll he, suck an egg. Yeah. <laughs> like, that Quali as well, like half a second, more than half a second. Oh. Like... When was the last time you seen a quality and yeah. it wasn't, it was that much yeah. of a marriage. And it wasn't even his cleanest. He made a few errors in the spoon Wild. and everything. So he, uh, it's just crazy. And then you see Checo and you're like, you have this exact same car. Mm. Yes, FP1, you had the old floor. We get it. There was a big <clears throat> gap difference. FP2, FP3, qualifying. And then even qualifying, you make an excuse and say, well, I built a car for race pace. And then what happened in the race? Like, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> you acted like a rookie. Which 100%. I'm, oh. It was a, like, huh. What was the difference between Perez and Logan Sargent? Absolutely. Uh, in this race, literally nothing. Mm. Literally nothing. But then what was the most surprising moment of this race then? Oh, you're going to me first. Yeah. Surprising. Hmm. 
Oh, you know what? Surprising, and I, maybe this might lead into my disappointment later, so yeah. we can come back to it. But it was the George versus Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just surprising at the beginning for the reason that it, it didn't make sense for them to f- be fighting each other at, yeah. and like wearing da- wearing out their tires when um, every like it, it, there was no marginal gain really. Like there was nobody else they were chasing down, and then um, at the end. <laughs> When that when George was kind of being told to let to let him go through, and he was kind of kind of having some back chats mm. with his uh, the, his team engineer or mechanic, I just thought the whole thing was odd. I think George is thinking he's the better driver, and kind of presenting this narrative that he's the better driver, and and he maybe he sometimes kind of gets out a, a better performance from the car in some tracks, but I mean Lewis has many more years, and it's just much more. Um, and like people are going to come in the comments and say, oh, you're a Lewis fan. Fine. Yes, I am. But like just sub- objectively looking at it, he better he had a better quali- uh, qualifying result. He was ahead. He had the fresher tires. So that whole thing was just so surprising to me. Yeah. Like no, the I dynamic. Agree. I agree. The team should have stepped in, though, because they were fighting. They wrecked their tires mm-hmm. fighting each other. Yeah. So like, I don't know, should George have been allowed to pass by Lewis? And if he didn't get a second or two second game, pull him back. But they were both in each other's DRS, wearing their tires, yeah. fighting each other. How many laps were we in? And we were, it was already going on. Yeah. It was, it was like five laps. Yeah, six right laps. after the qualifying, uh, was, I mean, the safety car. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You're on mediums. You're going to burn them up if you want to act yep. that game. Yeah. It um, really was a shock. I made no sense. I was, I was watching Michael and I'm like, what? What is What? what why? What? It's the first 10 laps <laughs> of this race. What is going on? Yeah. Oh, it was just frustrating as a viewer. Yeah, 100%. I think mine would have been Piastri's race pace. Mm. Compared to Norris, having the same car, yes, you're a rookie, and mm. you have that ability ability to you know gain that traction with that car, but being 15, 16 seconds from your teammate, I know it's not getting talked about, but that's a big gap mm. compared to Lando when you're putting that into perspective. So I think there needs to be something where he either has to take that strategy of saying, I think I need to build more of a race pace car instead of trying to out, outpace yeah. my teammate for qualifying. Um, or that something needs to happen because he needs to go through that data and being like, how is that big of a gap when we're on similar strategies? And even though he even undercut his teammate for that pit early on. Yeah, but the undercut would mean he'd be on older tires. I think that's why like Piastri was yeah. saving his tires a little bit because I remember even hearing the commentary after Lando had gone by, Piastri like, Betty's time and then all of a sudden he got called in mm. so I, I would like to see the lap or the tire the deltas, yeah. lap yeah. what was going on yeah um were you a bit surprised by Liam Lawson fighting Yuki at the start like he got him like Lawson had a great start yeah. took Yuki Yuki was a little bit desperate trying to fight him back in the opening laps yeah. um, this is home race he's putting on a show oh, like I'm not down great yeah. Yuki yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was in Yuki shoot I'd be like this guy just stepped into the seat three races i've been here two years like you'd be elbows out as well i think he's taking it personal that he didn't get a seat and this this is his way of showing what they're missing out on yeah Yeah. but isn't that isn't that insane that a a rookie that hasn't done the preseason testing has Mm. come in Mm. and after three is it's three races he's on his fourth now for and like yeah yeah. it's insane yeah He's, like, he's performing well. I think he has that same Oscar Piastri effect mm-hmm. from last year, the hype and the buzz. And even Oscar Piastri didn't even show it in an F1 car. 
But mm. Liam Lawson is showing it. Four races in, most likely he will be in Qatar, depending on Daniel Ricciardo's, uh, I guess, rehab. That, yeah. yeah. So, and that's just another test of another track that's fun. If he can push that car with the new upgrades that they brought in, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, Liam Lawson, he's definitely going to get a seat. It just depends on when and which team, right? So mm. we'll talk about that too. But yeah. I let's go back to Fevin's point about the most disappointing points of this yeah. race. Mercedes was definitely one of them. Yeah. What do we do after now? Like, what is a step? Does Toto <laughs> need to say we need to have a number one driver, number two, team orders every race yeah. to... Like, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think, well, like, Lewis is definitely high, uh, ahead in points. Um, I think he's third or fourth. Um, mm. I can check back later. But um, I think it just goes down to who qualifies better in that in, in, in the track. Um, and then, like, it's all also, I think, like, Lewis was being smart at the end today where he was pushing for the team orders because it was either that and, like, Lewis had better pace so it's either he maximizes on points or signs will take them out or uh not take them out uh, or like pass <laughs> mm, them yeah. uh, both so i think this is where the like having um a more mature driver and or senior driver is much more is it should or i guess maybe favor favoring the senior driver might be the smartest move yeah. because they are able to think like a couple of steps ahead, I guess, and have more experience to back it up and yeah. have seen more. So I think it's not so much team orders, but I would say go race by race mm. qual and like who qualifies better. And then, you know, while you're racing, really think, take the senior driver's senior opinion. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. What about you, Mikey? What's the most disappointing part of this race for you? Um, Austin Martin. Mm. Like Alonso was screaming at his engineer, like he was losing speed in the straight. I don't know who he was challenging, but like uh, I think we talked before this, before yeah. we even started that. Like, if you think back in Montreal, Alonso was like, "We want to fight for podiums. Yeah. We're not settling. We got to be on that podium. We want more." And from there, they like whatever they're doing, it hasn't worked. No, they have they have gone backwards. They had an issue today with Lance Stroll and, and the wing. Um, I think he was riding the curbs too much, and yeah. the wing was losing its uh, effectiveness. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So a little bit surprising to see that. Now, again, there's still, is it third in the construct, fourth in the constructors? Fourth, yeah. And McLaren are chomping at their heels. Yeah. yeah. I think, what, what, what's the difference? Oh, I'll tell you. I actually think it's like 180 to 220, like it's 40 oh, points. Oh, man. And yeah. if you compare Lance Stroll to Piastri, I'm going to say Piastri's a better driver. <laughs> I mean, tenfold. <laughs> so, two, so going back to 221 for Aston Martin yeah. and 172. So oh. really, it's about a 50 point. That's easy. Difference. Yeah. But and we have six races to go. Yeah. Very doable. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And especially with Lance Stroll, this is like the part that's so like just a question mark for me. The last five races, he has like been bottom five or so, or I don't know if it's mm. the last five races, but the last few races, he's been at the bottom five, like the bottom. Um, when when in contrast to Alonso, who's been maybe top ten, if not higher up on that grid. So I don't know what the team conversations are like. I would love to be a, a fly on the wall, but there's got to be something that they do, not just on the upgrades, but like team morale or some something is just not working. I mean, it, it would be interesting. Uh, nothing has been confirmed and it's all rumors and whatnot, but the technical directives came from a few of the top teams near the beginning mm. of the season having a loophole to these flexi boards and their wings. Mm. Now, nothing is confirmed, but the only team that took the biggest hit is Austin Martin yeah. from the beginning. So mm. does it show that they've taken that 
FIA hit and they're now working backwards to try to catch up to the grid? And would we even see them progress even farther? Because compared to last year, the, even the qualifying that Alonso put up yeah. was slower than Vettel's, right? Just, so it puts that into perspective now. Like, where do we go for here? For could Austin? be a bad upgrade package. You don't know. Yeah. But if there's only six races to go, it, unless something drastically changes, you'd wonder how, how drastic could it change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that now their focus is probably next year. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. There's nothing left. But on the good news, Piastri signed a contract mm-hmm. extension to 2026 end well of deserved. year. End of year. Do you guys think that's a smart move? Or should he just taken a smaller two years or one year? contract extension no smart move but it's it's like if you think of when lando took that big contract Mm. mclaren were nowhere at that stage they promised a lot for piastri at the start of the season they were like bottom feeders now they're like fighting at the top so i think for piastri it's a perfect time perfect opportunity yeah Yeah. and he's shown how good he is as well so i also think given the fact how how young he is like he has a lot he will he's kind of guaranteeing himself a little bit of a long-term career um he has a few years to figure mm. it out he'll then when at 2026 he's really like you know kind of come into his own and so he'll be even more of an uh, attractive uh like granted he's still in the in the sport and everything is going well that he'll be an attractive um get for any other team so i think mm. it's actually like the safest and like lo- like longevity wise where there's i think next year is going to be the silliest season ever um i think he's kind of guaranteed himself like but it's good, situation. it's smart because sorry to cut you off, but he, it keeps him out of that messiness. Exactly. And he's he can he can pretty much like sleep at night knowing yeah. I have a secure contract. I need to focus on racing, not being approached by other teams, yeah. been like, hey, you only signed a one year deal, yeah. do you want to come with us? So definitely he's hundred yeah. percent smart for doing Plus that. Plus you like get along with you get to know your team, your mechanics, so you really grow into like a rhythm the longer you are with working with them. Yeah. So this is smart amazing i agree i think yeah. it's so smart because even on top of that what he did was these two years most of these contract extensions are before the 2026 regulation yeah. and Ooh. what he did was sign an extra year to see mclaren's <laughs> progression in that year and seeing if they're worth competing and if they're not he has he's free to go yeah to another competitive team so i think it was so smart i didn't even think about that yeah That's most smart. teams are yeah. signing until 2025 end of year is it max yeah. weber his team manager yeah, yeah. yeah. he's, he's been yeah. around yeah. he's been around he the knows, world. he knows. knows what he's doing <laughs> you wonder alpine in the background like god damn it he, yeah. he was our he was supposed to be our rookie max uh you can come on the podcast and chat, talk yeah. us through these deals yeah. one day <laughs> listen i promise you but max on max verstappen i promise you we will not keep you bored i know he complained about he hates podcasts oh yeah, yeah. Bit, we're a bit offended because i think we're very entertaining yeah and if we brought him on there's no way in hell he's sleeping we'll we'll You're bring that hot sauce well, this yeah. hot so- oh, oh no yeah. no you know what there'll be we'll that, another challenge yeah, yeah. We'll, maybe we'll do like an iRacing oh he would enjoy that you yeah see that? Actually, like he, he would, would enjoy that yeah okay. i know maxwell guys yeah, I think we so. gotta set it up we gotta set <laughs> can you text him and just let him know like yeah yeah i'll i'll actually ask gunther to 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 see if he's around to see if he like he knows where he's at. Yep. Maybe he'll t- ping Chris <laughs> <laughs> Christian Horner. <laughs> oh man! But outside of this race weekend, we have another amazing track coming up, Qatar. Since 2021, we haven't raced there. Yeah. Where Lewis took that win. What do you anticipate? It's very high speed corners. It's McLaren's and Red Bull's suiting co- uh, track. Mm. Do we think? I don't know. Don't count on Ferrari. Uh, you don't know. Ferrari yeah. were good in the high speed, like. Yeah, I said don't, don't count, count them out. out. Oh, sorry. I just yeah, said yeah. count them out. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> no, I d- I'm saying don't count yeah. them out because they are good in the mm. high-speed corners. Yeah. So um, I, I'm excited to see again um, the McLaren 
and Ferrari being like the uh I was gonna say orange no yellow and red <laughs> <laughs> or orange and red yeah, being, yeah. uh being uh, up in the podium yeah no it's I I would say McLaren's it seems like I mean uh, Ferrari they seem to be fixing their tire degradation even from mm. what we saw today so if yeah. they can maintain that then yeah I think they'll have a great battle with McLaren's yeah Max I think will have another solo race Checo I think Zach Brown said it flatly if it was Checo versus everybody on the grid Red Bull would be nowhere yeah they'll be a middle field which is no back backfield yeah they'll be probably like i mean look at this the last few races it's a bit disappointing but mm. we'll have to see what checo does checo's does he bounce like back? playing uh bump cars yeah. <laughs> mario kart <laughs> on a yeah. controller like, he was like punting you oh, no not yuki it was uh magnuson, magnuson. Yeah. Oh. that was wild God. like what he was thinking yeah. there Guys. he wasn't thinking it was entertaining it was but like it, it would have been more entertaining to see him go from p17 to a fight for podium. Yes. Yeah. That would have been more interesting. You know what we didn't talk about? The resurrection. How crazy yeah. Yeah. was that to have Checo? Like never oh. in the history has that ever ha happened. I was asking like, I'm like, what is happening? What is yeah. going on? Wait, why is he getting back in the car? And even the commentators were just like, I guess this is what we're going to do now. Because yep. um, he didn't, the room, like what they were saying was if he didn't serve the five second penalty. Be added on. Because... When Sergeant had punted Bottas off in the same corner, he'd got a five-second penalty, yes, yeah. and he, he served him in the race. When Perez punted Magnuson off, he retired the car. He never served a penalty. And he, there was a, a flag that or notification that was saying that uh, th it was under investigation. Investigation, yeah. yeah. So him going retiring prior to their uh, conclusion. He could have taken a, a grid penalty. It would have been a grid penalty because he never served that penalty in that yeah. race. Yeah. But that was just the... Yeah. like. Look, leave it up to Red Bull <laughs> to find the loopholes. Leave it up to them. They I will find the loopholes yeah. in the rule books so and get it. And I, it's listen, I think it was a smart move. But the funniest part was so a cameraman. What he did was to Checo was so dirty. So dirty. When, he, when uh, Max came in to do the, his pit stop. The camera was on oh, him, yeah. and then Checo was sitting in his car, just casually waiting in his garage, and he just zoomed in on him. Felt like I was on an episode of like The Office, just showing <laughs> two perspectives. I was like, oh, yeah, great cameraman, mm. I love it. He he knew what the fans wanted. That 100%. was hilarious, oh, entertaining. But again, uh, Qatar is gonna be a great track. I'm excited, mm -hmm. and hopefully, we get to see some good action again. And I, I think it's a night race again. No, uh, it might be a day race actually. Be. One I think it is because yeah. it, it's nighttime for us. Us again, yeah. Yeah, I think. All right, we're going to suffer again. Or maybe it's 4 p.m. Hang on. Yeah, check, check, check. Actually. I think it's 4 p.m. I think it's a night rest there. It's an it's a afternoon rest for us. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's later. Yeah. Not yeah. Night. It must yeah. be, yeah, because it's too hot. I, I wouldn't think they would do it during the day. It's way no, too no. hot. T today's race, was what was the track temperature? The track temperature was 47 degrees. Yeah. God damn. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Was better. I, I prefer that than the monsoon rain last <laughs> year and it oh, being yeah, like yeah. a half a race yeah. so mm, yeah. no this was entertaining yeah no i'm yeah. glad thank you guys so much for tuning to another episode of the track limits podcast and we'll catch you on the next one don't forget to subscribe like and do all the above and we'll see you next time Bye.